It's gavel time. Handle ain't no real judge. Every time he tries, they just say see ya. But Mondays are the days he can pretend he is Scalia. He's got a friend named Sam and his very own gavel. Big smile on his face. And he brings it down with a thunderous sound. Sometimes they have a case. All right. Uh, Handle and the morning crew here on a... Monday, the big stories we're covering, and this is the biggest story. The hundreds of Central Americans uh, have arrived at the U.S.-Mexican border. Uh, Fifty of them are actually seeking asylum. And uh, the NRA gun ban, and also uh, it's Monday, which means uh, this is one of my fun segments. And that is, uh, do they have a case? With my gavel. Now, uh, as you know, I was gone Thursday and Friday because of my voice. And I'm still suffering a little bit. It's sort of a yes and no. It's uh, But you're not uncomfortable. No, no. It doesn't hurt. No, no. It's never hurted. Just straight laryngitis. So here's what I thought we would do. Is, Wayne, you normally ask the question, so they have a case. And the answer uh, is yes or no, and we go through it. What I thought I would do is uh, respond, since this is the last half hour, in Morse code. Oh, I never took it, though. Uh huh. So you're saying they don't have a tort under the ADEPA Act? Mm-hmm. How about one bang? One bang for they have a case. Two bangs, no case. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's begin. Uh, we start with a case of a man named Melton Wells, and one day he was bit by a mosquito. And one thing that's very important uh, in terms of how this case was litigated, this was in Texas. And he was bit by a mosquito, and that mosquito had West Nile virus. And this guy, uh, he was 68 when this happened, and he had to go to the hospital, and he had a history of obesity and diabetes and hypertension, and he died. So his widow makes a claim on the life insurance. It's an accidental death policy. She says, hey. It's an accident. A mosquito with West Nile bit him. And the insurance company said, oh, no, 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 no. Of course. This is not an accident. And so this goes all the way up to uh, the uh, Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. And here's the interesting thing. Because, of course, they have to look at what the policy says. And it says an accident is uh, an injury that's unintended, unexpected, and unforeseen. And then also it says... We're not going to pay for anything where the death is directly or indirectly caused by any bodily or mental infirmity, illness, or disease. And remember, the guy had some trouble. So they get into court, and here's really the argument, what it boils down to. The insurance company said, this is Texas. Getting bit by a mosquito happens constantly. You can't say getting bit by a mosquito is unexpected or unfor- we agree he didn't want to be bit. You can't say it's unexpected or unforeseen. And they say, wait a minute. We'll, we'll take your point. But the thing that was unexpected and unforeseen is that he would be bitten by a mosquito that has West Nile virus. Who's got the right interpretation of uh, unforeseen? See, this is such a wobbler. Which way the court wants to go. Because both sides have an argument. How prevalent is West Nile virus? What are the chances of you actually getting West Nile virus? 
And uh, it's I'm going to, and the courts could go either way on this. And you're saying basically it's uh, ambiguous. Oh, totally. So that might be that's and that's it. So uh, if the court <coughs> had to decide, I would guess the appellate court said. You're right. <laughs> what happened? I think I think uh, the court said unforeseen. That'd be my guess. Although it could easily go the other way. They did. Now they still have to. They go went the back. other. They went the other no, way. No, no, no. They agreed with you. Okay. Uh, they still have to go back and have a trial on whether his health problems contributed. But uh, they win on that. And you know what happens when there's a provision in a contract that's unclear. It's it who, goes who ag- loses? it goes against the person who writes it. Right, which was the insurance company. Which is the company. insurance company. Yeah. That's that's general rule of law saying whenever you look at the interpretation of any document, it's if all things being equal, it will be held against the person who created the document. Uh in this case the insurance company did. Now, what gets really interesting is they're gonna argue the obesity, the diabetes. Uh, you know what? They could argue that in that case no one would ever collect. Because who does not have an an infirmity of some kind that can connect uh, to death? You didn't exercise enough. Uh, Your BMI uh, is, or is that BMs? No, that's it. Well, that's also a health thing, but very different. Very different. So, um, yeah, I think... uh, The, The widow may have a hard time at trial with the health stuff. But at least she got past this because the district court judge just went, oh, yeah, summary judgment for the insurance company. Get out of here. You don't even you don't even get to bring this up in front of a jury. Now, this case is local down in Carson. Uh, The city of Carson has a mobile home space rent control ordinance. And there's a seven member board. And if you own a mobile home park, you want to raise the space rent. You got to go to this board and they have to approve it. And so this company uh, bought a big trailer park and they spent a lot of money to buy it. And they went into, you know, they had a lot of debt that they were servicing. And so one year they go to ask for uh, a $618 a month increase in the rental space. Then they came back and said, okay, 200, 200 will be good. And the board down there said, we will give you $36 and 74 cents of a rent increase. The next year they come back. They say, we need to increase the rent about $345 a month. We have all this debt that we're servicing. We're allowed to make some money off of this thing. And the board said, we will give you $25.02 a month. So they go to federal court, and basically they're saying, by not allowing us to increase the rent enough, this is the same thing as unlawfully taking our property without just compensation. I Do think, they have a case no, this company? No, I'll tell you why. First of all, they're the ones that bought in with the kind of debt. Second of all, if you look at rent control ordinances, they generally go by way of inflation, and that's it. So 2 3% if the court is looking at other rent control ordinances around the country. Now, that is not precedent, but that is per, uh, persuasive. And it is... Uh, just the fact that the owners made a mistake in the purchase price and the debt service, hey, that's just too bad. So 
the owners lose. Yes, they do. And the Ninth Circuit said a couple of things. One thing that I don't know how relevant this really should have been, but there's some dicta in this, which means stuff they write in there that's not directly related to their ruling. Just opinions. About how great rent control is, and it really helps people. But the main thing they said is limiting how much you can raise the rent could not possibly, in anybody's mind, be the same thing as taking away the property from you. Also, another argument I would go is raising the rent in a mobile home park is very different than raising the rent in an apartment or a home. Because all you have to do is move out if you're going out of an apartment or a home. Here, you have to take your mobile home with you. And that is a huge, that is truly burdensome. So I would go the other way and say there's even more reason to control, to rent control a mobile home park. All right, we're going to come back and we'll finish it up. This is KFI, and there's... All right, we're back as uh, we finish uh, the morning show. And uh, this is just before uh, Gary and Shannon show up. And we'll finish up, do they have a case? And so Wayne Resnick researches it. And so far, uh, I'm 100%. I can't believe it today. All right, go for it. All right, now this is another local case. Uh, There's a site here in the uh, L.A. area that was for years owned by uh, the Davis Chemical Company, and they recycled solvents, and they did a bunch of stuff. And the State Department of Toxic Substances Control, and later the EPA got involved, because I guess they were not being very careful with all this dangerous stuff. The EPA came in and said there's significant spillage, and the EPA, of course, said, you take care of it, California, your Department of Toxic Substances. And so they went after these guys, And it took forever to get any kind of plan in place to clean it up. And during this time, the the person in the Davis family who ended up, you know, owning it after other Davis people died, he was like, screw this. And he stopped paying the property taxes. So eventually the county takes the whole property away. And a new company buys it at a tax auction. This is very important how the new company got it. Well, the EPA and the California toxic uh, control people, they say, you got to clean it up now. You have to clean it up. The new company. Yeah. And they said, wait a minute. We don't have a relationship with this prior company that did this. We bought it at a tax auction. Right. We didn't buy the company. Right. We bought the piece of land. So they said, too bad, so sad. Now, this new company, they were like, look, we... We don't, we don't think we should have to pay, but we don't want trouble. And so they cleaned it up. They, they did the work, and then they turned around and they sued the state of California. Said, you got to pay us back for all of this because we never should have had to do it. So that's the argument is basically, did the company that bought the land at a tax sale have any kind of relationship 
with the company that used to own right. the land. Okay, so uh, a couple of rules of law saying that when something is foreclosed on or sold at a tax auction, all the liability stops. Any contract stop, you're just buying a piece of property. Now, when it comes to, and this is statutory, this has to be statutory as opposed to uh, general law. Uh, and I don't know which way the statutes run, and they can run either way. But when you talk about public policy and the public policy to clean up toxic areas is so strong that there very well may be a an argument, depending on the statute again, this written that uh, too bad. You buy it, you've bought it. Now, the other argument is, and this continues on, the fact they cleaned it up first. Does that mean they've accepted the liability? And their argument back would be, effectively, we had no choice. Otherwise, we would not be able to lose use the land. So it's the same. It doesn't matter. So the bottom line. Now, wait, before you rule, would you like to know the specific phrase that's in play here and how it is defined? In You're the talking statute? about in the statute. Yes. Okay. The phrase is contractual relationship. Did the new company have a contractual relationship with the old company? And it includes a catch-all. Because they talk about specific things like deeds and whatever. Right. And then they have a catch-all. Other instruments transferring title or possession. Well, I mean, that is the catch-all that can be interpreted to any takeover of land. That is so broad, they don't even need a contractual relationship. They don't need the first part of uh, the statute. It's just any instrument or other instruments that effectively made it, you've bought it. And as long as the paper was written, that the deed goes to you. And it doesn't matter whether it transfers from the original company or transfers through the state on a foreclosure. So I'm going to say, based on that language, they have to pay. They have no case against the state. And I'm unfortunately not going to be able to use my gavel anymore. You're 100% right. Wow. Everything that you just said is what the Ninth Circuit said. Jeez Louise. Which is, here's the thing about this case. This has direct applicability for anyone who thinks about when there's a foreclosed, when something's been foreclosed for property taxes and the county has it, and you're like, ah, I'm going to go pick up a sweet house for nothing. Keep in mind, you could end up being liable for God knows what. Yep. That comes with that property. Not a, not a mortgage. Right. Mortgage, no, not fine. the mortgage, but if but there's any, any environmental problems absolutely. or anything where the government has any say so, absolutely, yeah, okay, excellent. I feel good today. I'm impressed with myself. All right.